Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 22nd of September and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you're listening on a podcast, you can head on over to our website www.marcustoday.com.au to read our disclaimer. And if you're not a member of the Great Marcus Today community, you can also sign up for a free two-week trial there. All right, well, last night we had a pretty mixed session from the US markets. Uh, Initially, we did think that we were going to see a nice bounce, but unfortunately, it didn't seem to manifest at the end of the day. And there was some limping into the close, which caused the, uh, the headlines at least in terms of the Dow, down 51 points or 0.15%, 33,920 to be a little on the negative side. As a result, our SPY futures are showing a loss of 14 points after a relatively anemic rally yesterday, uh, back down to 72.25 or 0.19 of a percent. The Nasdaq, though, did fare slightly better up 32 points or 0.22% to 14,700 and 46. The S&P 500, as usual, or as mainly usual, in the middle for diddle, down a mere 0.08% or four points to 43.54, with the VIX index, that measurement of volatility uh, derived from the CBOE option pricing, uh, down 5.25%. So a little bit of uh, the uh, interest coming out of buying premiums for option hedging there, 24.36, but still at relatively elevated levels. In terms of commodity prices overnight, we did see uh, the oil price continuing to push a little bit higher at the moment. Uh, that was up 0.6 of a percent, or 44 cents, to 74.36. Uh, we saw WTI up 0.38%, or 0.27 of a dollar, 27 cents, to 70 dollars. 56 and the gold price having a bit more of a push higher and all this uncertainty gold is showing signs of being a bit of a winner here that's despite bitcoin which is supposed to be a hedge against some of the uh, the risk in the market falling we saw gold up 0.82 of a percent $14.40 uh, to 1778.20 the iron ore markets well they were pretty much closed china reopens today Uh, after a brief holiday. Uh, There was iron ore trading in Singapore, but it was pretty much unchanged uh, there. And other commodities, we saw copper uh, down 0.3%, nickel down 1.2%, aluminium down 0.4%, lead uh, down 0.7%, zinc down 0.7%, tin making a half a percent gain there, and the coal price coming off slightly down 2.14%. In terms of stocks around, Alcoa fell nearly 6% last night. Techcom was up 4.2, and both Anglo uh, was up 0.14, but Glencore falling 0.9 of a percent. BHP in US dollar terms was up 0.9 of a percent. Rio down 1% there. Here you can see the S&P 500. It started pretty good and was looking as if it was going to kick on but then we saw the drop and then it tried valiantly to rally around lunchtime but in the end of the day closing towards its low so a pretty anemic performance given though that we do have that Thursday deadline for Evergrande given though that we also have the FOMC meeting kicking off 
on Tuesday in US time uh, and following a two days to Wednesday. So we'll get some updates on that tomorrow morning uh, in our time zone from the FOMC. And the dot points are very much in focus this time out. It's a pretty live meeting as far as the market's concerned. And of course, we've got those interest payments for Evergrande due tomorrow. And China coming back online this morning. So Hardly a surprise that we are seeing some caution. In terms of major stories last night, uh, we have seen uh, Biden doubles climate pledge in a test to spur global action. Uh, The Bank of America cuts China's growth forecast up to 2023, and Evergrande misses loan payments to banks as the bond deadline looms. That's tomorrow. Uh, Wall Street's message to Evergrande, or at least on Evergrande, is China has it under control. Well, we've seen how China's been treating some of its companies recently, so that does explain some of the nerves. Ray Dalio, one of the uh, doyens of Wall Street, says that Evergrande issue is manageable, even as investors are stung, and billionaire banker Kotak calls Evergrande China's Lehman moment. So the jury does seem to be out from the talking heads and those gurus on Wall Street. Some say it's a big problem. Some say it's not such a big problem. Uh, China's property slowdown sends a chill through the economy, but we did at least see Evergrande's share price stabilise somewhat yesterday in Hong Kong. Still down, but not out by any stretch. Uh, President Xi trying to roll back China's decade-long evolution towards Western-style capitalism. And the House Democrats to combine short-term government spending bill with debt limit increase. But Republicans reaffirm opposition. The debt ceiling is rapidly becoming the next subject of uh, discussion as we head after the Evergrande and the FOMC meeting. Um, it will be the debt ceiling which comes into focus. Uh, that October, the first deadline, uh, is going to be interesting. Plenty of politics to play there, plenty of brinkmanship, but there are concerns that the US uh, could even default. As far as what's on today goes, we've got the Westpac leading index for August. Guy de Bell, the deputy governor, and Leon Berkelmans who's a senior manager with financial markets there, testifying before a House of Reps standing committee on economics. Lake Resources, stock you've probably never heard of, but it has secured a new high-profile investor group, including Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, for its Karchi Lithium project. Uh, the New York Stock Exchange Fang Plus Index gained 0.6%. Tesla rose 1.3%. We had Apple up 0.3%. We had Facebook up 05 Google up 02 Microsoft up 02 Amazon falling around 0.4%. The Chinese markets do reopen today. We have US 10-year yields at 1.32%. Australia 1.27%. And Germany down uh, a negative 0.32%. And Uber results out uh, could post its first profit on an adjusted basis for the current quarter. And in gaming news, in order to ladbroke the world, DraftKings has made a bid for Entain. Uh, that has implications for our gaming sector. And I'm expanding on that a little more today in Henry's take on what it does mean or doesn't mean for our gaming sector. And UMG, Universal Music Group, listed last night in Amsterdam on the Euronext Exchange, jumped 35.7% on debut. Not a bad start for UMG. 
And it looks like APA has given up on its US ambitions. It had been telling the media that it was casting around for some sort of acquisition in the US, but the Stars and Stripes are not to be, as it is now bidding, of course, for Osnet AST in that bid that was announced yesterday at $2.60 in cash and script. Kathmandu, the CEO there, is expecting a revenge spending when the economy reopens, whatever revenge spending is. And Westpac's Oztrack reform is not expected to be completed until 2024. And it was also announced this morning that the discussions with Kina Securities about the sale of its PNG business have been terminated. They were blocked by PNG and now are officially off. Afterpay splashed all over the major financial pages today. It's unveiling a new feature called Retropay. And it will now allow the user to retro a payment into four if under 200 bucks. So you can uh, opt out or opt in rather to retro pay after the fact. It's launching in October, has been trialed internally. And this is one of the initiatives that's coming out of its tie up with Westpac. Vic Rhodes, which is the Victorian Motor Registry, is shaping up as a two-way fight between Mirror, which is Macquarie Infrastructure and Real Estate Assets, and Morrison & Co. And some commentators are now worried about the looming US debt ceiling, so we're going to hear a lot more about that. But since 1960, that debt ceiling has been raised about 80 times, so certainly the uh, status quo is to raise the debt ceiling. It usually goes up to the 11th hour and uh, actually the 12th hour more like 11 hours and 59 minutes and 59 seconds before there is some agreement but given the complete bipartisanship that we are seeing in the US uh, houses of the Senate and Congress it could be a little trickier this time even Janet Yellen is warning of uh, a potential risk for that debt ceiling so nothing can be taken for granted in this brave new world ask the French Question of the day today, what are you doing with this huge dividend deluge happening at the moment? There is a massive amount of dividend checks hitting people's letterboxes at the moment and bank accounts. So what are you doing with the cash? Are you putting it into the market? Are you putting it to work? Or are you keeping Sturm and keeping on the sidelines and waiting for an opportunity? There is a massive amount of cash now accumulating and it's not uh, not being held back at all by some of the bids that are out there. Bear in mind, we have three massive infrastructure bids that are out there in the marketplace at the moment. Sydney Airport, Spark and Oznet. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights as usual. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is the motto there. And if you're listening to this on a podcast or watching the video and you're not yet a member of Marcus Today, what's stopping you? Head on over to our marcustoday.com.au website and you can catch up there with all the news and our wonderful new uh, segment that we have introduced. Plus, if you're not a member, you can sign up for a free trial for 14 days and uh, you can see what we have to offer. That's it from me today. Have a great day and hope the trading gods shine on you. Uh-huh.